0: Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Sports Cage. Now back to the action on Sports Radio 620 CKRM. 315, inside the Sports Cage. No snow flurries today. Yesterday at this time, the snow was pounding downtown Regina. And as I say that, a big block of ice just fell from the roof here at Harvard Media. <laughs> Did you see that one? It just exploded on the sidewalk here. Good that thing nobody was walking. Like, this is a pretty busy sidewalk. It is. If that would have fell, that looked like a chunk of ice. So if you're walking on Rose Street and you're walking under this, I guess you could call it a canopy or a little covering, just be wary because stuff has fallen. Hey, we are joined on the Western Pizza Hotline now by... Uh, J.C. Abbott of Three Down Nation. J.C., big uh, week in the Canadian Football League before uh, we hop into that. It's also a big week in the NFL. You don't need me to tell you that, I guess. Super Bowl Sunday coming up here on Sunday. Who do you got in the game?
1: I'm a 49ers guy. I I, I think it's a testament to how good the Chiefs have been that they got to this point. They just haven't looked the same this, this year. I don't think Patrick Mahomes has the weapons. He usually does. I think it's time for the 49ers to take that next step, and, and Kyle Shanahan finally gets himself one.
0: 49er fan speaking with a Packer fan to kick off the show. We are clashing heads already, JC Abbott. No. Hey, it's been. Uh, we, we were chatting with uh, TSN's Farhan Lauja yesterday, and uh, before he went off the air, he uh, told us that he thinks that the Saskatchewan Roughriders so far have, quote unquote, one free agency. Would you agree with that statement?
1: I absolutely would agree with that statement. I don't think it's particularly close either. Now, every year we come on around this time and we talk about who is the winner of free agency and, oh, this team's going to make a big jump. And It does not always translate into wins the following season. But the Riders have done everything that they've needed to do thus far to make their team better the pieces that they've added across the ball the board, I think are excellent players, great fits for their needs, culture guys. I think they're going to be a much improved team specifically on defense, but also on offense with guys like Jamarcus Hardrick on that offensive line and Ajuhoulette coming in in the backfield.
0: Is there one move that really you know sparks your interest that really cements the case that the riders have one free agency or is it just a collective of all the moves?
1: Well, I'll pick one on, on each side of the ball because yeah. I think that DeMarcus Hardrick signing is massive, right? They, they paid a, a pretty penny to get him, uh, obviously making him the highest-paid American offensive lineman in the league. But everyone's going to focus on A.J. Lett, and he's going to be a franchise guy for the Riders in terms of how they're able to market him. But Hardrick is going to make that move work, and he's going to keep Trevor Harris upright, and he's going to fix all the problems that they've had recently along that offensive line, specifically at the tackle position. He is a plug-and-play veteran player. still got a number of years left of his prime. He's 35, but offensive linemen can play much longer than that, and I think he's going to be an excellent player for them. And then on defense, Jameer Thurman, to me, is the most underrated linebacker in the CFL how this guy has not been an all-star yet since coming back from the NFL is uh, unbelievable to me I think he's excellent, super versatile a leader on the field I think he's going to be a massive upgrade over Larry Dean who I like a lot as a player but is a little bit one-dimensional as a run-stopper Jameer Thurman gives him a little bit more versatility at that position and I think he's going to upgrade the defense as a whole jc ryan here um what holes do the riders still have that you think they can actually fill during this free agency period there's there's not a ton i mean there's going to be some some market there potentially an addition at defensive tackle is a spot that that i'm eyeing obviously micah johnson and demarcus christmas are both pending free agents so presumably If those guys haven't been re-signed, they are probably leaving. I know a lot of people have sort of pegged Sean Oakman as a guy that could slot in there. Obviously, the Corey Mace connection from his time in Toronto, although the whispers have been that Edmonton is also a potential landing spot for Oakman. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's an addition there at defensive tackle, though it does get a little bit thin behind Oakman. And other than that, I think you're just, you're just rounding out some depth pieces. They, they addressed the tackle spot again today with, with uh, or sorry, excuse me, no, they didn't, the Calgary Stampeders did. But uh, there's, some, there's some defensive backs out there. You can add some depth at that position. But really, the, the heavy lifting has been done already. We see Montreal agreed to terms with uh, Tevin Jones, allegedly. Obviously, we don't know that until uh, Penn hits paper uh, when free agency officially opens up. But uh, does that kind of create uh, you know some wide receiver issues uh, in Saskatchewan? I don't think it does. And it's, it's a tribute to the team's tremendous uh, Canadian depth at that spot. I know Tevin Jones did some great things when he was on the field, but there is a sentiment there that maybe he wasn't the best fit for the organization, um, off the field and, and, you know, learning the playbook and, and things like that. But they've got an extremely talented receiving core. I think Sean Bain Jr. is a fantastic player. Jared Stearns showed some some flashes in the limited time he was on the field. And then you have the Canadians and Sam Emily is as good as any American in the CFL right now. Keon Schaefer-Baker has shown he can be exactly the same way. And you've got guys like Braden Lenius who are coming back from injury who can also contribute as a as a major starter. So I'm not worried about that receiving core in the slightest for the riders. Sure, you add some pieces through your neg, neg list and through the scouting department, but I, I think they've got the guys there to have a very nice receiving core for Trevor Harris.
0: Uh, this is J.C. Abbott of Three Down Nation on the Western Pizza Hotline. A name that's being thrown around here in Riderville is uh, wide receiver Tim White. Uh, Tim White is he's what's his number going to be looking like? Is there any chance that he lands in Riderville?
1: It'll be pricey, I think, for what the Riders are going at, at at other positions. I, I don't know if necessarily that's a fit. Tim White is also going to have to to decide what he's willing to take because the market is not what he expected or what any of the major receivers who went to market expected. Um, I know White was asking for for over $300,000 at the start, similar to what Dalton Schoen was asking for. It. Those offers simply weren't there. They weren't getting the Eugene Lewis or Kenny Lawler type money that they were expecting to get. So he's going to have to settle somewhere in the two hundred and twenty. 230 range would be my guess, similar to what Shone got to stay in Winnipeg. To me, the most natural fit for him is to return to Hamilton because that's where that money is going to be. I can't rule out Saskatchewan entirely as a possibility, but like I said, I'm I'm comfortable with their receiving core there, and I I don't think that is a position that is um, a high priority for them to target at this stage.
0: And speaking of other guys that are going to be asking for a lot of moolah, one guy that comes to mind right away is a uh, defensive end from the BC Lions, Matthew Betts. What's his potential contract going to be looking like?
1: Well, it's, it's slow in play here because he is asking for a ton of money. And I think the situation for him is, was sort of tied to to Brady Oliver, who of course returns to Winnipeg for a bit of a hometown discount, but the two major players in the cfl in my mind for bets, have been a return to bc or hamilton who's trying to shell out some money on that defensive line and both of those teams were also heavily involved in in the sweepstakes for oliver and, and put some massive offers on the table tago- table now that money will ship wholly to bets, but he also had three nfl workouts this offseason guys and There are some around the league who believe there's some serious interest there. He may be the rare CFL player because of his age and because you never know how serious an opportunity for a guy who's 29 years old is going to be south of the border who could leverage NFL interest to gain himself more money in Canada because he can say, look, if it's not a $300,000 offer like, like I want, well, maybe I'll take a shot at the NFL. So, Uh, I think that's the situation there. I don't see that getting resolved before free agency opens. Yeah,
0: and that's an interesting topic uh, as far as players going down south. Has there been any other discussions, anything that you know of, of star CFL players maybe taking a look at either the UFL or maybe a a spot in minicamp in the National Football League?
1: You you can't rule anything out. The the window is about to close for anybody who's under contract, so I don't anticipate we'll see any of those, um, any more of those guys going down. There's some surprise names who I was a little bit shocked didn't get offers, certainly a couple of Montreal outlets and Mustafa Johnson and Reggie Stubblefield, who I'm extremely high on. But other than that, I'm not sure there's going to be a ton of movement there. Obviously, Quantes Stiggers has a chance to get drafted in the NFL, which is an entirely different story. I think he would be the only other guy with serious interest. As for the UFL, I mean, that's a very real possibility. At a number of these positions, there's a bit of a financial squeeze. There's a shift in the marketplace because there's also more rookie talent available this year because of the combination of those two spring leagues and because it is a very strong Canadian draft class coming up. So there's some guys who normally you might see get signed in the CFL who the money's just not there for right now or the interest is just not there for. And they could absolutely see if there's potentially the opportunity to double dip and head down to the UFL, see if they can't do that, and then maybe return to the CFL midway through the year like guys like Darnell Sankey have done in the past. Um, I'm sure we will see that evolve as we get closer to that free agency opening and after we get past that first day, when the majority of those deals get done, you'll see a number of guys who are feeling that pinch and may consider that option.
0: Yeah, and along the lines of that, I was thinking about this. Uh, you know, the XFL and the USFL obviously merging into the UFL. Do you think that's had any type of impact on uh, potential CFL free agents? Have we seen anything in the market maybe that uh, is impacting the decision from the standpoint of CFO players locking in a contract to stay up north?
1: It absolutely is playing an impact from the team side of things because those teams, those two leagues combining means that there is half the opportunities for Americans in their home countries. I mean, for the last number of years, any scout in the CFL will have told you that we were not the first option for guys coming off the NFL or who didn't get their NFL opportunity. We were the third option at best. Now you're back to a situation where there's some uncertainty with those leagues, there's much fewer spots, and there's a huge influx of talent. If you look at the signings of rookies that have happened in the last month or so, it's A, way more signings than we've been seeing in the month of January and February over the last couple of years, but it's also a higher caliber of talent that's coming up earlier. Guys who are you know, an NFL draft that just one or two years ago are now signing back in Canada. So that's a good sign for the CFL. It's a huge influx of talent for the league, and that means teams are not as stressed to sign those mid-tier or bottom-of-the-barrel American free agents because they feel comfortable again in their ability to find replacement talent in the free agent market or in the scouting market.
0: Yeah, those good points. Hey, I don't discriminate. I love all types of football. I'm looking forward to seeing what the UFL has to offer here once it uh, rolls around on the old TV screen. Spring football back. Hey, J.C. Abbott, Three Down Nation. Enjoy the Super Bowl here on Sunday, and I can't say I'm going to be wishing your team good luck because I am not cheered for them, but regardless, enjoy the football game. (laughs)
1: Well, thank you very much. Uh, Brock Purdy doesn't need your uh, best wishes. He's the greatest CFL quarterback that never was. Now he's going to be. <laughs> That's the line of the day, Kansas.
0: there. JC Abbott, Three Down Nation on the Western Pizza Hotline. Coming up after the break, we are going to head down to Chicago, Illinois, and chat with the play-by-play voice of the Chicago Blackhawks, Chris Vosters. You are listening to the Sports Cage on six hundred and twenty CKRM.